This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. <laughs> It's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. So Brock Jensen is in at quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Red Blacks, Brad Sinopoli, so far for Ottawa, four catches for 124 yards and two touchdowns. We're still in the first half. It's in the second quarter. It is 17-17. Trevor Harris out of the game with an apparent knee injury. The Blue Jays losing tonight 2-1 to Seattle. Boston is trailing Minnesota 2-1 in the bottom of the ninth. And uh, Baltimore has beaten Cleveland 5-1. So uh, Baltimore passes Boston to take over first place in the American League East. At the Canadian Open... Halfway through the tournament, Dustin Johnson and Luke List tied for first. They're both seven under par. Top Canadian right there, Jared Dutois, one under today, six under for the tournament. He is one off the lead. Tomorrow on 6.30, Chet, 3.30 for the pregame show, 5 o'clock for the kickoff. The game is at Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. It's your Edmonton Eskimos taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats as uh, the Eskimos play game number four of the season. Four of their first five, six of their first nine games are at home. Well, July 22nd, but never a bad time to talk Golden Bears hockey. Pleased to be welcomed by U of A General Manager Stan Marple. Stan, thanks for making time for me. How are you doing? Oh, great, Reed. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing very well. I do appreciate that uh, you'd be able to chime in tonight. It, it's 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 an exciting time for you. And uh, you're you're a long way from playing any games, still a couple months away from having some games. Uh, but we had Brett Ferguson on the show on uh, Wednesday, and he's going to France. And I know you're probably like a proud papa because you got, I think, a half dozen guys graduating from the team and now going on to play pro hockey. Yeah, I know. It feels pretty good. Um, you know, that was the big sell, getting them to come to the program, was that, uh, you know, they're going to work hard and get a degree and, uh, you know, uh, work on those deficiencies in their game that, you know, was preventing them from playing pro right away out of junior. And they all did that. They all came in. They all worked very hard, uh, helped us achieve a lot of success. And uh, very, very happy uh, that most of them are, are playing pro next year. So Brett Ferguson, uh, is it Thomas Carr? Yes. And Jesse Craig are going to France. Cruz Reddick, Jordan Rowley to Austria. Jordan Hickmott to Slovakia. Uh, Levko Koper might be going to Europe. And, of course, Derek Ryan, a former Golden Bear, re-signing a two-way deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. So he keeps plugging away. He got to play a couple of games for the Hurricanes last year, and he actually uh, scored a goal in his in his first game. I mean, can you? I mean, when you're recruiting a lot of these guys, they're 20 years old, so sometimes it, it might be tough for them to think, to think long term, but can you actually use that as a selling point for like five years down the road? You got a shot to continue playing hockey and make some money doing it. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, Eric Hunter, who graduated with Derek Ryan, is uh, the captain of VLAC in, in Austria at the moment, too. So we've got lots of guys, uh, you know, doing well uh, playing pro hockey once they graduate. And, you know, the thing is, they can give it a crack in North America as well. I mean, unless they're signing a, an entry level that guarantees them an opportunity in the American Hockey League, you know, all the guys, you know, will develop well enough with us to go play in the East Coast League when they're done at the minimum. And uh, a lot of them had that experience at the end of the season, uh, enjoyed it, but decided to move on and go to Europe. All right. Well, th- now, do you help finding them uh, deals? Will their agent do that, Stan? How how involved are you in that? Well, I'm pretty involved. Uh, you know, Derek Ryan, uh, for example, when I was first, you know, with the program six years ago, uh, Derek Ryan and Eric Hunter both said, they didn't want to play their fifth year. They wanted to go play pro. So through a friend of mine, um, I was able, uh, Ross Lambert, who's an excellent agent, uh, who, who helps out pretty much all the guys now when they graduate, if they're going to Europe, we were able to get Eric Hunter uh, an opportunity in the American Hockey League. Uh, he played in, in Lowell for a year, uh, the Lock Monsters. Uh, David Oliver played for me during the lockout in 2004, and he was in charge of player personnel for uh, for the Avalanche, and that just happened to be their American League affiliate. So we found a spot for Eric Hunter all year in the A, and uh, Derek Ryan and Chad Klassen ended up uh, playing for Kevin Primo in, Aust- in the Austrian League, So, uh, who's an ex-Golden uh, Bear alumni, so it's, and Edmonton Oilers alumni. So it was a pretty, uh, you know, it, that's where it all started, and we've just tried to continue on from there and really be a selling point of, of our, uh, you know, push to recruit that, you know, we're going to do everything we can once the boys graduate to either get them a job playing pro uh, or get them a job with an alumni in their chosen field of study. Stan Marple, general manager of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, joining us inside sports on 630 Chet. Well, this ties in nicely to you, Stan, because you play at the U of A, and then uh, you got to tell me about your experiences in, in the, uh, was it just called the British Hockey League when you first went over there in England? You know, it was called the British Premier League uh, okay. at the time, which uh, was, uh, I tell people, if you could take the movie Slapshot and then, you know, move it to Europe is kind of a little bit of an idea what it was like. But <laughs> no, it, it wasn't quite that bad. But it was, uh, you know, it was a great experience for me. Uh, you know, I wasn't a really skilled guy, more of a role player type guy. And uh, they allowed five imports the year I was brought over. So I was allowed to kind of play that role on the team. And, um, you know, I ended up turning it into a coaching gig and, and being there for 13 years. And my sons were born there. I uh, became a British citizen and, uh, you know, had a had a lot of fun. Well, how were the games received? I mean, would would it just be Canadians coming out to watch? Would you get would you get British people? I mean, tell me a little bit about the the crowds. Well, I guess it depended where you played. I mean, we didn't have a a football or soccer team in our town or a rugby team, so we usually averaged around eighteen hundred fans to two thousand fans a game, which you know, equivalent to a lot of East Coast League teams, and I think the standard was pretty much the same. Um, we had some high-end British players and a lot of good uh, uh, Canadians and Americans playing for us, and some Slovaks and Czechs and, you know, anyone from around Europe that had played at an elite level. Um, you know, and then, you know, you'd go into a, a rink like Sheffield, and, you know, there'd be 12,000 fans there. So it, it was a real, uh, you know, depending where you're playing and, and that sort of thing, I mean, Towns like Nottingham and and Fife, 
in Scotland have had hockey there for over 60 years. So it's uh, some of the towns have a real strong hockey tradition. But but you said most of the players though are from are from the UK because there's only so many imports. Yeah, it's changed. It changed over the years. When I first went over there, you were allowed five imports, and then it went up to eight. And now I know in the elite league, I think they're allowed thirteen. In the British Premier League, which is the second tier, the imports are as good as the ones in the elite league, uh, but they only allow five of them, which allows more uh, space for the British players to develop. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Did you win any titles over there, or uh, like have any memorable fights? That, that that's a great question, eh? So, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty fortunate. I mean, uh, uh, I coached. Uh, I had 400 wins with one club, Guildford. Uh, ended up uh, with a 6-9 win percentage while I was there, and and I was able to win, uh, um, both, I think, five playoff titles and and five league titles while I was over there. So had a pretty good run. It was a lot of fun and, uh, you know, got a lot of a lot of good friends still in the U.K. All right. Well, that's good stuff, and, and you've done some great stuff uh, as general manager of the Bears. So tell me a little bit about, uh, I know it's quiet right now, but we can see August on the calendar, and that means uh, getting ready for back to school. So what's ahead here for the Gold Bears? Will there be some on-ice stuff even late August already? Well, absolutely. Like, we've uh, been able to secure ice time three times a week, which is optional for the boys. Um, we already, uh, uh, Joel Jackson, our strength and conditioning coach, has been in constant contact with the guys in regards to uh, to their fitness and their training over the course of the summer. Um, we have fitness testing the first three days of camp, which starts on August 29th. So, uh, yeah, the guys are gearing up, and uh, we're getting pretty excited. Right on. Well, Stan, it's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for sharing the tales of the guys that are moving on. That's another feather in the cap of your fine program. And I know I'll see you soon, man. Take care. Thank you very much, Reed. That is Stan Marple checking in tonight, the general manager of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team. So he has six of their seven grads from this past season going to play pro in Europe and uh, the other guy likely to... uh, get a similar deal. So that is some good stuff. It is 8.15. It is Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, you can always text 6.30, The phone number is 780-496-0063. 17-17 between Ottawa and Saskatchewan. Interesting CFL game tonight. Mitchell Gale playing quarterback for the injured Darian Durant for Saskatchewan. And Trevor Harris went out early for the Red Blacks. Brock Jensen is in his, uh, his replacement, and he's looking not bad. Two minutes left in the first half. Quick timeout. Inside Sports on Chet. This is Matt Hendricks from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Among the current and former Oilers at the Celebrity Pro-Am at the Oil Country Championship on Monday. I'll be down there uh, gathering some interviews for this show as uh, the Oil Country Championship rolls into the Glendale. Again, I played there earlier today. Kellen, thanks to Greg McGarry, head pro, assistant pro Adam Bruce. Craig Rusnak is the general manager of the uh, Glendale and getting the course ready for this big tournament. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We've uh, actually, about seven or eight years ago now, our members uh, committed to a long-range plan for the golf course, and we set up some enhancements to the golf course, about $4 million out there and about $4 million in the clubhouse. And Not that we were doing all those things to host one of these events, but now that the event is here, 
it, uh, it's really nice to be able to show off just how great the, the Glendale is and the excitement these last few weeks getting prepared for it and the members that played yesterday as all the leaderboards went out and the signs on every tee and uh, lots and lots of pictures sent to me last night via email and text that, wow, this is pretty exciting. How different was, uh, you know, I guess the end of winter and spring and the start of summer, if, if at all, but, but how different was it um, making sure the course was, was ready for an event of this caliber? Well, we always knew it was there, uh, but we, we always try and uh, prepare for members and make it as best as we can day to day, but it's always in the back of your head. I'd be crazy to, you, you know I'd be lying if uh, I told you any different. Uh, we're competitive people. Uh, our new uh, course superintendent, Chris Prottall, and myself, we're, we're competitive. We want the Glendale to show the best it possibly can, and uh, we're very proud of where we are right now. There's uh, lots of members coming to us saying they've never seen the golf course in as great a shape. It, uh, came through fantastic from the winter. Uh, our Daryl Asher, our past course superintendent, retired last year, but put in, him and his crew put in a lot of work to uh, make sure it went to bed well. And this spring it opened up perfect, and Chris has uh, taken the ball and really taken off with it. Now, do you do any modifications? Did you have to do any, any lengthening or making the greens a little faster or anything like that? No, actually, the Glendale's known for some of the fastest greens around, and uh, we, as long as Mother Nature cooperates, uh, this rain we've had recently, although it's made everything greener, it's also made things a touch slower. So as soon as it dries out, which the forecast looks like, uh, I think we're going to see some balls moving, uh, some pretty good break in a lot of putts and, and the ball uh, firm and fast and bouncing off the odd fairway and into the rough. So we don't change a whole bunch. Uh, the golf course itself sets up every day pretty tough for our members. Uh, but with that long-range plan I mentioned a few years ago, we did add 350 yards from the last time they are playing. So the uh, last two times they were here, I believe the, the winning score is minus 16. And, uh, the athlete is uh, firmer, faster, stronger as well, and the golf ball flies places that uh, us amateurs uh, sometimes are happy with, sometimes maybe not so much. Uh, so we're expecting uh, to be pretty close to that. We've got a little side bet going that we're starting with minus 16, and that'll be the over-under with the members that they can uh, throw in a few bucks and see what, where things shake out. Well, maybe I'll have to set up one on my own. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, here, here's a tough question for you, because I know you like them all. Do you have a signature hole here? Yeah, that is a tough question. I, I really like the uh, the look of the 14th as you're standing on the tee, and it just kind of opens up. But the 17th, I, yeah, I I could go on forever. I don't know if we have a weak hole, but I'm obviously very biased. Been here 19 years. Worked on the grounds crew when I was going to university. So, yeah, I love the place. I, I don't know if you can you can peg me down to one of them. I really can't. Craig Rusnak, general manager at the Glendale Golf and Country Club. Great venue for the Oil Country uh, Championship. Uh, a five-year commitment from the McKenzie Tour. Uh, some other courses in the uh, Edmonton area. What are we going to have the... Uh, uh uh, Windermere is going to host it, the Country Club is going to host it, the Petroleum Club is going to host it, and the uh, fifth host not yet named. 8.23 inside sports on 6.30, Chet. We're also getting you ready for the Eskimos game tomorrow against Hamilton. They allowed 81 points in their first two games, only allowed 16 last week against Winnipeg defensive tackle Armando Sewell says the Eskimos did take some steps forward against the Bombers. It takes a little while when you know when you get actually like a new scheme and stuff like that. it takes a little while for us to all start gelling together even though we all been together for so long but you know new coaches come in different scheme different system you know it takes a little while to get around with it I mean we finally got a run game under control yeah. just had to get the pass game right now and then we're good to go. 
Well, some bad news for the Eskimos, though. Receiver Nate Kuhorn, he's on the six-game injured list with a concussion. He suffered that in practice yesterday. Quarterback Mike Riley says the injury means someone else will have to move up and make an impact in the receiving core. Nate's a veteran presence out there on our offense, and that's always tough to replace him for however long he's going to be gone. Um, but that's how everybody gets their chance. You know, we got we got a couple of young guys that have been waiting a while to get their opportunity. That's how we found out what Darrell was capable of last year was through injuries. So it's a part of football. It's not something that you're ever excited about, but um, it's a great opportunity for guys that are filling in to come out here and show what they're capable of. So what's going to happen? Nate Ajay will start in Kuhorn's place. Eskimos and Hamilton playing uh, close games generally. Three of their last four games have been decided by seven points or less. Here's Riley again on that Hamilton defense. They give you a lot of different looks and try to make sure that you're not comfortable. And the biggest part is that they can do that because of the athletes that they have on that side of the ball. They have guys, much like our defense, that uh, their big guys up front can rush, but they can also drop back into zone coverage. Um, you know, and, and again, I just there's no real weak link on their defense. They're very sound all the way around. All right, and uh, Jason Moss, head coach of the Eskimos, also commenting on that Nate Kuhorn injury. Yeah, it is. I mean, it unfortunate. It just happened in practice yesterday, and um, you know, it's a concussion that we'll evaluate over the next six weeks. Um, just part of our game, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it happened so late in our week too. But um, we're just hoping Nate gets better. The quicker he does, the better for us too. Now you can be, uh, you can come off that six game injured list so it doesn't mean he's necessarily gone for six games but yeah you know not good obviously that uh, Kuhorn's on there it's been a pretty valuable Eskimo for the last several seasons they are uh, going at it in Regina been a bit of a wild first half I mentioned the injury to Trevor Harris 2017 the Red Blacks leading the Rough Riders with 53 seconds left and oh bad snap over Mitchell Gale's head and he is sacked for about an 18 yard loss by the Red Blacks, so that could kill Saskatchewan's hopes of trying to get on the scoreboard before they fire the gun. By the way, your scoreboards tonight, all presented by Crystal Glass for all your glass needs. You can visit crystalglass.ca. Monday, of course, we're going to be back with uh, the latest from the Oil Country Championship. The Celebrity Pro-Am goes Monday, and we will have the Eskimo Show with guest host Dave Campbell coming up from 8 to 9. We still have a half hour left to go here as we take you into your weekend. Mark Spector is going to jump on the show, senior columnist with Sportsnet.ca. Speaking of golf, Speck gearing up for his big golf classic to help out Sports Central. It's been an even busier year for Sports Central because uh, they've had to uh, drum up some equipment for Fort McMurray because of uh, obviously the big fire that ripped through there and affected so many families. And we'll take you back to the race car track. The race car track. The race track. Well, I guess it could be race horses. We'll, 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 we'll do some old auto racing talk. Noel Dowler. Edmontonian. He's going to be racing in the Alberta Has Energy 300, he's in the NASCAR Pinties Series. He's going to be coming on at about a quarter to nine. Blue Jays lose 2-1 to the Seattle Mariners. Buffalo Sabres forward Evander Kane arrested by Buffalo Police today. Faces numerous charges for allegedly grabbing three women by the neck, hair, and arms at a bar last month. We will see what goes on with that as a court appearance on August 1st. We're back after the news.
This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, uh, interesting development here in Regina. Missed field goal by Ottawa. Kendall Lawrence, the former Eskimo that followed Chris Jones to Saskatchewan, ran it back about 115 yards for a touchdown. Penalty on the return. Didn't count. So uh, half the distance to the goal from the penalty means Saskatchewan ends the half with a quarterback sneak from their own one. Obviously, they're not going to kneel down because that would be uh, a safety. Yeah, wild first half, some entertaining plays. Sinopoli with uh, well over 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Trevor Harris out of the game. I, I hate to see those star quarterbacks go down uh, in the Canadian Football League. Obviously, we lost Riley here for, for half the season, and Harris has been absolutely lighting it up since replacing Henry Burris. Mark Spector from Sportsnet.ca has written about the Canadian Football League and a whole bunch of other leagues during his long and storied career. How you doing, Mark? Good. I'm watching this game out here at Alberta Beach, and uh, it is, it, it's, you know, I like when the Canadian Football League uh, plays out like the Canadian Football League, right? There's there's exciting plays that, you know, there's a pickoff or whatever, you know, at the end of the half and it almost goes for a touchdown, but then it doesn't. Uh, I don't think we want, you know, we don't want an NFL game in the CFL, right? You want a little bit of unpredictability, and I think we're getting that tonight uh, in Regina. Well, and you want offenses that attack, Jason, here, yeah. here's the thing to, about the CFL to me. It, it, when I talk about the passing yards, Mark, I don't talk about long bombs. I'm talking about find ways to attack the area 12 to 15 yards down the field, and if you're going to attack short, throw it to a guy who is sprinting when he catches the ball. And I, the, the, my criticism of Danny Machocha's offense was they too, and I know I'm going back several years here, but they too often threw short passes to stationary receivers, and that simply does not work. And I think he wasted a couple of years of Ricky Ray's career. No, I'm absolutely with you. I thought the same thing, right? Too many guys standing still catching balls. That's why Weston Dressler has been such a successful CFL player, right? Because he never caught a ball standing still, man. He's always flying when he catches it. And, uh, you know, you, listen, you know, I, listen, I grew up in the CFL. I'm going to tell you something. When I was a little young boy growing up in my parents' bedroom, I had an Eskimo logo that, that was like eight feet wide by five feet high painted on my wall by my mom. So uh, I love the CFL. I grew up in the Eskimos' glory years, and I watch, I'm watching the game right now. You know, I watch games as often as I can, and I appreciate it for what it is. It's AAA football, right? When guys get real good, they go to the NFL. We all get that. But what I don't, you know, last year we had a year where somehow there was a lot of low-scoring CFL games and and a lot of not a lot of chance taking in in the games we watched, and nobody likes that. You know, we get it. It's three-down football. It's it's you know, in many ways, it's AAA football, but. Damn, it's exciting. And I think I've always said, and I'm going to stick with it, that if you could get NFL players to play under CFL rules, you'd have the best football ever created. And I think we need to stick with that. And a game like tonight's a good example. They're going for it, both teams. And, and boy, it's riveting football, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's been fun. And, you know, and Gale has been uh, – now, I've been looking up and down a lot, obviously, because I'm trying to host a show. But I thought Mitchell yeah. Gale has made – uh, some really good throws, a couple near 
uh, disasters. You can't fault him for the snap that went 80 feet over his head <laughs> at the at the at the at the end. Of that. And that's and that's another beautiful thing about this league. Like, who the heck was Ricky Ray? Before he had to come in and play for Jason Moss, he was like, "Great." Most people are like, "Great." We got some no-name backup from the Arena League, so he probably sucks. Well, he he put that to rest. For so who knows? Maybe this Mitchell Gale guy's the next star. We don't know. Well, and and let's go to Winnipeg, where we're we're waiting for Matt Nichols to play, and I think he's got a lot more experience than than Gale had at any point, right? Matt Nichols is experienced quarterback for CFL. And I think it's his time behind Drew Willie. I think it's his time to take that that job. And uh, you know, he's, it's not like he just showed up. He was in Edmonton for a while. And sure, you know, let's let's. What do they always say that the the backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town? Right. right? Well, fair enough. But I don't know about Gale. He looks like he's all right to me. But I know that there's a, there's a fair bit of quarterback in Matt Nickel. That's what I always saw in Edmonton. Now, Mike Riley came along and. You know, I guess the story went the way the story went. Mike Riley's a better quarterback, and no one's going to argue that. But I'm not so sure that Matt Nickel can't play in Winnipeg. Are you? Uh, look, Spec Drew Willie is about the 14th or 15th best quarterback in the CFL. So let's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know people think I'm bashing on Winnipeg, but you know, field a better team, and I'll be nicer. Hey, I'm Mar- with you. Listen, <laughs> it's such a sad thing because I'm. Everyone says Regina is the best CFL town in, in the country, and I know Edmonton. You know we've led the league in, in attendance for a lot of years, but I'm not so sure that no one cares about their CFL team more than a Blue Bomber fan in Winnipeg. I mean, it is a fabulous CFL town, and we don't have enough of them left. And that poor fan with the W on his ball cap has not had a good team there for how long? I mean, give that guy a team. My lord, does he deserve! A good CFL team in Winnipeg. It's been way too long since we had one of those. Yeah, the beer snake was is often their most. Uh, the beer cup snake there is often go. their most the mo- most entertaining <laughs> thing. All right, hey, uh, you got your uh, golf classic coming up on uh, Wednesday at the Quarry. Uh, look, it's always big, Mark, and, and I know you you do a lot of uh, great work for Sports Central, and that makes it special. And uh, I think just your role in the the, the 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 Fort McMurray crisis this year and Sports Central helping it out, and I think it adds even a, a little more significance to it this year. Yeah, it's a you know it's a busy year, right? We're always you know for instance, I just got an email from our executive director at Sports uh, Sports Central today, and you know we're running out of bikes. We need 24 inch wheels and 20 inch wheels for for you know that basically suits a younger kid and. We've become so popular, which is good, but uh, we're running out of bikes to give to kids. So if you got something in your garage out there, if you got your kids' bikes too small for them and you need to get rid of it, take it down to a fire hall or bring it down to Sports Central. Uh, but it is busy, and Fort Mac's a good example, right? We're trying to make sure that you know when, when Fort Mac minor hockey fires up in late August, early September, that everybody up there who's got enough gear to play hockey so we're, I think we're doing okay. We've got an event going up there in, uh, in August, and uh, we'll be tapping on you again for some uh, publicity, I'm sure, on that, read. and you're always good to us. But, uh, you know, it never stops, right? If It's Fort McMurray one day, and it's another something the other day. And uh, I think we all realize that if we keep our kids playing hockey, playing football, playing soccer, playing ball, they're better served doing that than hanging around doing nothing at all, right? 
Yeah, great point. And and, and again, uh, it's markspectorgolfclassic.com, and of course you can go to the Sports Central site as well. And and again, you mentioned bikes. I mean, you when you go into that uh, warehouse, which is a just just across Wayne Gretzky Drive, there, right right by uh, Rexall Place. Uh, just all the bikes there that are being fixed up. I mean, they're they're just everywhere. And any old equipment people have, we often think most about hockey. But hey, you know, you got you got football, you got old, you got old golf clubs, you got an old tennis racket, whatever. Hand it over, right? They're gonna take it. Well, and you know, like I I listen. I grew up with sports. My dad was, you know, an old Edmontonian uh, Specter optical man, Mill Specter worked on first and Jasper as an optometrist back in the old days, Reed, when if you wanted to get your eyes checked, you had to go to first and Jasper to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was no, um, I don't even care, like all these chains, right, that are in every strip mall, you know, op- all these optical chains. So uh, that was how it was when I grew up, and my father was able to keep me in sports and keep me in a bike, and I took a bike for granted, man. I always had a bike. But can you imagine, like, you're a young kid and maybe you just came from another country. And I think a lot of our clientele now are, you know, first-generation Canadians and, and, and other kids who are, whose parents are struggling. And, like, just to have a bike. Like, if you didn't have a bike, you sort of couldn't keep up to everybody else because everybody had a bike in the summertime. And, you know, it's amazing. We give out, like, 3,500 bikes a year Man. to kids, you know, and just it's amazing the freedom you have a bike and you can be part of the group and you can keep up to your friends and you feel like you belong and it seems like a small thing but i'll tell you what you know if you don't have a bike and all your friends do uh it's not a small thing so that's part of what we do in the summer lots of bikes man we got a whole bike shop over there it's amazing watching those techs you know they take a piece of garbage bike and they spit it out the other end and it's ready to ride so Anyone's got any bikes in their garage that, frankly, they don't have any time for anymore or they want to get rid of, I'll tell you what, we'll turn it into something that's going to make a kid happy. All right. Uh, so Wednesday, you're at, you're at the quarry. Now, do you have any spots you need filled here, Spec, or, or how can people help with the golf classic if they want I to? I think we're right at the end of it, Reed. You're good, Kate. Okay. Uh, this is our third year, and I think we're, if we're not sold out. We're darn, like, right close to the very end. So, you know, I should thank uh, Edmontonians, and it goes back to Tiger Goldstick. Now, tell me this: Were you around for Tiger Goldstick, Reed? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I was. I was pretty young, though. <laughs> you were pretty young, eh? Because I remember being on popcorn playoffs as a little kid, and I remember Tiger Goldstick coming to our school when you were a crossing guard. He'd come and do a little seminar with you. And, oh wow! Uh, you know, this is going way back. Let me put it to you this way. It was back in the day when it was really cool for an old white guy to drive around and pull up to a bunch of kids and open up his trunk and say, hey, kids, come over here. I got some stuff for you. (laughs) (laughs) You do that today, man. They're wondering about you. But Tiger always had a ball glove for you or he had, you know, a soccer ball or a set of cleats. And basically, we're just an extension of that. That's all we are. You know, Tiger goal stick on us going. Right on. And, uh, we're doing the same thing today, and, and uh, if you can help out Sports Central, I'd sure be appreciative. All right, and again, check out MarkSpectorGolfClassic.com. Mark, it's great to have you on the show. You know where to reach me <laughs> if you ever need anything, buddy. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the second half. I think it's going to be fun. I think so, too. Thanks, Reed.
That is Mark Spector, columnist. You get him on sportsnet.ca and just great work he does with uh, Sports Central. Uh, check out his golf classic. And, and again, uh, Sports Central looking for stuff year-round. Bikes are huge, other sports equipment. And if you think it's it's uh, you know beat up or, or, or whatever, you know, take it in. Sometimes they can, they can uh, spruce it up a little bit and everything will be fine. It's 844. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit Action Furnace. We are going to introduce you to Noel Dowler. He goes very, very fast. He'll explain how. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Tuning in tonight, Inside Sports on 630. It has been a fun week. You ever miss anything on the show? You can go to the uh, old website, 630ched.com. There's a page specifically for Inside Sports, believe it or not. And uh, you got audio files of, of all the shows, or you just sign up for the Inside Sports podcast. It's pretty cool. I don't know how it works, but it just comes to your phone or your television or something like that. And uh, then you can listen to it. We, uh, we had a, a couple of uh, drivers in studio. They're uh, in Edmonton for the Alberta Has Energy 300. That's the NASCAR Pinty Series. So that's basically the Canadian uh, NASCAR Series. It's going to be 7.30 Saturday at Edmonton International Raceway. And we have a local driver in that race. And he's on the phone with us now. His name is Noel Dowler. Noel, you're on with Reed Wilkins. How are you doing? Pretty good, Reed. Yourself? I am doing great. Thanks for taking the time to join me. Uh, how's your preparation going for the race? Uh, prep's going really good. It's been a quiet year for us. We just have two wet uh, races out west so we're uh, well prepared which is good so no you you're you're not doing the whole the circuit then you're just doing a few races yeah we're just doing a couple here and there uh, what we can do for now um we did run the full series two years ago and uh had decent success but had to pull it back due to sponsorship Right. Well, it's got it's got to be tough to uh, to break into, right? I mean, keeping a race car going, I'm, I'm going to assume here is isn't cheap, right? Right. Right. Sponsors drive the whole uh, whole program, but it's not an easy program. If it was easy, to, we'd have a full field every night. But it, people don't realize that just racing the car around the tracks only twenty percent of the uh, actual work. Noel, how'd you get into it? Uh, it's a family affair. Um, my dad raced cast car for numerous years uh, as long as i can remember and then i started kart racing when i was 11 and now my two younger brothers do it as well how old are you now i'm now 23 okay okay so you're you're still you're still you're still pretty young so uh i i mean what how do you i mean what 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 skills are important to develop as a driver especially since you're, st- you're starting when you're 11 uh each driver is different. Um, if you look to the grid, you can tell different personalities. Um, uh, I couldn't really give you the exact answer what makes a perfect driver. It's just all the right pieces coming together at the right time, I guess. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're you're going to be going uh, tomorrow night. Is it is it is this going to be an advantage for you racing on this track? Is there uh, any familiarity for you that might might help? Yeah. Uh, sleeping in your own bed is huge. Right. Um, when I was out east, it was tough traveling all the time, not knowing where you're going. You're up late trying to find hotels and stuff like that. But 
it's nice being settled and relaxed and showing up to the track, knowing where you're going. Um, the track familiarity, uh, I wouldn't say I have a huge advantage, but uh, just being ready to go is a, is a big one for us. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, who's helping you? Is it your dad and your brothers, or do you have other other people involved? How does that go? Uh, well, right now, uh, Empire Mechanical is a family company. Um, that's our main drive. MFP is helping out, and uh, Carlin Industries. Um, but our crew of Paul Motorsports has been great. We have a bunch of guys that work countless hours when we need to, and it's going to be a big push between Edmonton and Saskatoon to get the cars ready to go out there. Okay. Uh, Noel, were you born in Edmonton? You grew up here? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, like, is this is this your full-time job right now, or what else are you doing? No, no, I'm uh, I'm actually a summer gas fitter, and then uh, race car driver is what I do when I have time for, and looking to break into more into that. Yeah, well, that's the, that's great. So you've certainly really uh, really committed to this sport. I, I mean, it must be. I, I mean, I mean, imagine you had you you are doing some schooling and stuff. So it must have been challenging. I imagine balancing other stuff and still your passion for driving. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I went to school at Nate there for a bit, and uh, I still kart race a lot here in in Edmonton at the edkra.ca is where you can see all the go kart races. We have a big race coming up in the end of the month, uh, the Western Canadian Challenge. So that's probably the biggest race in Western Canada, mm-hmm. and that's coming up shortly. And uh, yeah, that's what keeps me. Uh, trim for racing i guess right well what what do you like what do you like most about racing you know when you're actually behind the wheel and and you're in control what what just keeps you coming back day after day week after week uh tough to explain it really is it's just something that once you get a taste for you can't get rid of um there's gonna be bad weekends and you just hate the sport and then you have one good weekend and then you're just you're hooked on it for another year it's a crazy feeling. Well, it sounds like my golf game, except I've never really had a good week. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So now, where are you starting tomorrow? Is there still some qualifying, or where are you going to be on the grid? Uh, it is a completely one-day show, so okay. we're going to show up tomorrow. Everyone's going to load their cars. We're going to do two series of practices, and then qualifying, I believe, is at four, four or five. And then that determines our starting grid for tomorrow night's show. And then you get right into it. Okay, well, that sounds like fun. Uh, Noel, thanks for introducing us, uh, introducing Inside Sports listeners to yourself. You're a great story. I, I got so much respect for, for people like you who are, are, uh, are, are working hard, and uh, maybe you're not getting a lot of glory and money now, but it's coming if you keep going, man. So thanks for joining us tonight, and have fun racing this weekend. It's really great to have you on the show. Thanks, Reed, for having me. That is Noel Dowler. Check it in tonight. You'll see him flying around the track tomorrow, 7.30. The Alberta has new energy 300 out at the uh, Edmonton International Raceway. It is uh, 8.53 inside sports on 6.30. Chad, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, Kellen, you are uh, you're a pretty big race guy, right? Is it drag yeah. racing that you're into? Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so we had Tim Boychuk, local drag racer, on about a week ago. I think uh, eight yeah. or nine days ago. Do you know him? Yeah, I was talking with him last weekend at the Nationals, and he was saying that he he made an appearance with how, you last week. You know, week. how did yeah. he wind up doing? I didn't even check. Uh, he made quarterfinals mm-hmm. and got bounced in the quarterfinals of Nostalgia Funny Car on Sunday. Okay. Uh, it was really weird the way they qualified. Every matchup in the quarterfinals was a Can-Am matchup, so they had a Canadian driver versus oh. an American driver, and the American drivers went four and zero. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, busy weekend. That's going on. Obviously, we've got the Eskimos game, uh, other stuff. As I mentioned, K-Day's one of my favorite festivals, Taste of Edmonton. is now underway. I have not been to Churchill Square. Usually, I'm there the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't go yesterday. Uh, unable to go today. I'm going to have to go now for every meal this weekend. That's there the, you go. That's the only option. That's right. Just go, just go for absolutely every <laughs> every meal. So get the extra, extra big chair ready for you for Monday, right? Yes. Get yes. the. Uh, I'll, I'll need a larger berth. Gotcha. I'll talk perhaps, to the guys. So we'll wheel it in. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, yes. Give me, give me my, uh, give me my fat pants. Remember when, uh, well, someone's, oh, no, so that was the wrong number. Uh, remember when Homer got really fat and wore that muumuu? Yes. And then he tried the to dress, dial the phone, yeah. and yeah. he was trying to press one, and the operator, the automated message was, your fingers are too fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he bought that hat. He was yeah, like, the fat guy where's hat. my fat guy hat? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, poor Homer. All yeah. right, 2017, Ottawa is leading Saskatchewan. That's in the third quarter in the Canadian Football League. Baseball tonight, Blue Jays lose 2-1. Orioles win 5-1 over the Indians and uh, the Red Sox. Uh, wind up beating, uh, or pardon me, the uh, Twins beat the Red Sox, so uh, Baltimore moves back into first place in that race in the American League East. Canadian Open, Dustin Johnson and Luke List tied for the lead, seven under par. Jared Dutois one off the lead at six under par. Danny Green passes away, football coach at the age of 67. The Rangers avoid arbitration with Chris Kreider, four years, $18.5 million. And they also uh, re-sign RFA Kevin Hayes, two years, and uh, $5.2 million. Nate Kuhorn for the Eskimos on the six-game injured list. Eskimos and Tiger Cats on 6.30, Ched. Get it tomorrow, 3.30 for the pregame show, and the game will start at 5. I want to thank our guest tonight. You heard from NASCAR driver Noel Dowler, Mark Spector from Sportsnet.ca. He's helping out Sports Central. His golf classic is on Wednesday at the Quarry. Stan Marple, U of A Golden Bears hockey GM. Bob Stoffer was on the show. Dave Campbell and Drew Edwards had a preview of tomorrow's game. And we also heard from Grant Fewer and the general manager of the Glendale Craig Rusnak and the tournament festivities get going on Monday with the Celebrity Pro-Am at the Glendale. Thanks for the Glendale. Thanks to the Glendale for having us out for some media golf today. I was probably the worst golfer amongst the media members. But I had fun and that's what it's all about, Kellen Kennedy. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Kellen Kennedy has been your studio producer. I hope you have had as much fun listening to the show as we have had delivering it to you. Have a great weekend. Maybe I'll see you at the Eskimos game. Maybe I'll see you at Taste of Edmonton. We can go share a chocolate-dipped strawberry or something. It'll be great. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on 
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.